It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your Concierge for Better Living here on CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. Uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm super excited. We're into the getting to the fall season, and I'm happy to announce launched my new book as well today uh, or this week. Uh, the cannabis conundrum is now available on Amazon and ebook. We have a 99 cent special going. Hopefully, by the time you're listening, it's still available. Printed copies coming as well. Very excited to have this out. It's been a it's been a wonderful project working with a bunch of different. Uh, industry experts, insiders, influencers, each writing chapters, contributing to this method. And uh, we're going to have more volumes and coming out with different people adding their thoughts. And and one of those people that I hope will join us in a future volume is is my guest today, um, a, a somewhat legend in the cannabis industry, Mr. Ed Rosenthal. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, a, it's an honor and great to have you on today. It's my pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Now we've met before. Uh, I know you meet tons of people because that you know kind of celebrity action you got going on. But uh, we bumped into each other once at a, uh, I think it was um, ICRS conference in Montreal, and um, just learning at the different perspectives of this plant. And you've been talking, advocating, writing books about this plant for so long. You know. It's got to be exciting to see where all the changes going on with the industry in the in the last couple of years. What's going on? What's your thoughts on 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 on, on the current climate of cannabis? Uh, it's reached a, a point of no return in terms of acceptance by the society and uh, ultimately by governments. It, it's an amazing time, and I know you've been working on this. You've seen a transition. Um, significantly over the years and I always joke around on this show that I grew up 10 minutes from our Woodstock happened and my dad rode his motorcycle into Woodstock and I'm too young to have that have been there in, in this body but I but the spirit of Woodstock lives on the the energy that's out there but but the culture is not just a Woodstock hippie kind of culture we're actually getting a real corporations real business real industry professionals coming in and, and, and really adding more more credibility to the space. It, well, it was uh, it was kept on an underground level, so that there was a limited ability of uh, people to uh, research it or uh, investigate it, look at it, experiment with it. And with legalization, there's the opportunity to use uh, science and technology in developing new product and. Uh, Ultimately, even though uh, an individual may not see it exactly in that way, perhaps somebody who's making some shatter or or some other uh, product, but all that technology is a result of science that could only really blossom in a legal environment. That's it's really important. I mean, and you've been talking about this. This is just a plant, but not just a plant in the sense that you've been talking about it from 
the ground up, I'll say, you know, being a really knowledgeable person on the soil and, and fertilizers and, and growing the right type of plants uh, and respecting nature and that whole balance. But then on the other side of the spectrum, we have, like you said, technology, which is now taking this plant and isolating compounds or uh, biosynthetically growing the ca- cannabinoids without even using the plant or the soil. What, what's your take on how, how this industry may evolve or maybe some concerns you might have? Hmm. Well, the first thing is that at some point, uh, more can, more cannabinoids will be grown in yeast than in grass, and that uh, that ease of doing of uh, doing it and the inexpensiveness of that process is sure to bring the price of cannabis down. And it's also going to create new products. And the other part of that is that it doesn't necessarily, it, it probably isn't going to be uh, only industrial. Now, it, when I say it's also going to be hoppy, uh, the reason for that is that people already brew their own beer. Uh, granted, not many people brew their own beer. But it's been a steady hobby for people for uh, generations. And so I think that um, people might be getting into brewing their own uh, their own uh, uh, cannabinoids. And the, the, the uh, advantage of that is that you could have create very targeted types of uh, medicines and also recreational. Uh, cannabis. So you'd have, you could uh, uh, genetically create a uh, uh, a yeast that will express exactly the kind of uh, high that you want or the medicine that you want. That, and uh, that's already being done, but I think that's going to be a major part of it as time goes on. Because think of it, the ease of producing that uh, cannabinoids in three or four days rather than uh, planting a plant, putting lights on and uh, it's a 90 or 120 day process. I think once once this is developed, I think there'll be kits for it and people will just add water or something like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's it's the two-edged sword. You know, it's like if you look at one side, great, we'll have it more available, more scientifically consistent, you know, a, a more you know, va- you know reliable supply chain that could be customized or personalized, even to genetics. But on the other side, you still have this art of growing a plant, or the respect for nature, and and all the the facets of the soil and and, and the energy that you put into it. And you know, I always joke around, even when they have the grows out now that are some are huge, like warehouse-style grows that they have to, that some are, you know, they play music in them. They try to have people, you know, just singing or, you know, the energy is, is different. So you go from that factory production to the, the that personal connection, that hands-on approach. And I, and I know there's benefits and, 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 and challenges to both sides. It's an interesting space. Well, uh, people will still be able to grow and people that, that, that will still be a, ho- a hobby and there'll still be vast fields of, um, of cannabinoids, especially, for instance, with um, you, 
let's say you made a hemp that um, uh, let's say you made a hemp that was uh, specifically uh, for uh, made uh, grown for all three products, which would be seed, flower, and stock. And um, there, there are companies uh, such as Hemp Flax, which attempt, which are doing that in Europe. So the, that seed portion, I, I mean the uh, uh, the flower portion, uh, which would be used mostly for processing because it would be seeded, the seed would be taken out, and then the, the remaining material, well, that does not have to be CBD. It could be THC. Right. Or it could be a combination. So you could have these vast fields that are uh, serving three different purposes there in one now, Yeah, I, I think that people are, are and, and I know you've been watching this for a long time, will get more and more into different derivatives, different types of uses. Of course, hemp and the industrial applications are, there's a plethora of that, you know, looking at what we can do and what will be done with everything from building materials to energy, you know, type products. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's exciting space to be in here. Um, and of course, you know, even there's the art of, um, you said earlier shatter or the different kind of uses and delivery systems that just coming out of the woodwork science and technology coming together. Um, we're going to take a quick break. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Ed, and again, thanks for coming on. We're going to come back after this quick break, talk more with Ed Rosenthal, get into his newest book that's out, ask a couple more deep questions. I'm not going to make this interview easy because I got this chance to talk to one of the legends, you know, the guru of ganja. So don't go anywhere. This Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at Cannabis Radio, iHeartRadio, and, and so much more. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, and we are back. 
This is Doc Rob with my guest today, Ed Rosenthal, and we are diving into the context of cannabis in modern culture. And that's something that, you know, it, for me is my personal interest and passion and looking at the different aspects, as many perspectives as possible. And, you know, you know, one of the more recent things is, uh, uh, you know, this is part of the, the newest book, Ed, that you've come out with, Beyond Buds, Next Generation. What's this book that you've written uh, all about? It's about concentrating marijuana, and there are many ways of doing it. So, what uh, th this book follows, uh, it's the third book in the, this family, and the first book was Trash to Stash, and that was a book that introduced people to the idea of concentration of material. And uh, then the next book was Beyond Buds, and Beyond Buds came out a few years ago, and it introduced uh, many people to different forms of concentrating marijuana as well as uh, it's uh, using it, and also was a survey of uh, some of the uh, smoke uh, the uh, products to. Uh, so some of the smoking products and rigs and uh, different means of doing it. And this book has uh, followed the maturity of the concentration movement, and it covers all phases of concentration, from the very simplest things, such as making teeth with screening and dry ice hash, and then it goes into the uh, major methods of uh, concentrating either BHO, which is using a gas, and uh, to uh, to uh, to dissolve the uh, THC and then then separate it, CO2 methods and alcohol methods. So those are the three main methods that that are used, and we go into each of those, and also different methods of uh, using marijuana and uh, of using the products. And uh, we try to make this a really interesting book so that even if you're not only planning to, to make these some of these products, you know, there are sections of the book that are directly uh, for the, consu you know, the consumer. And then there's another, um, then on the other hand, the uh, discussion of how it's done. Uh, well, most people who are using those products will be interested in that as well. So, uh, and we try to uh, we use photography from all over to get the best photographs to represent what we're talking about. And uh, uh, I think it's uh, uh, we're. Uh, uh, Everybody here at the company who it was such a team effort, you know, it has my name and Greg Zeman's name on it, but really uh, there, there were many more people involved in it, in the photography, the editing, uh, even the research. And uh, so the whole team is uh, really proud of this book, and we, we think that it will be a good contribution to... Uh, uh, people who are interested in concentrates.
I love it. I mean, I think it's an important category. I mean, you know, again, I'm going to always give two sides. It's kind of my 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 mo. Uh, you know, I always look at all sides of the coin here, and that's kind of my my role on the fence. I say, you know, sit on the wall, kind of looking at it and, and kind of giving feedback. And I think people under, need to understand what goes into you know good concentrates and clean concentrates and the different ways they could be applied. Um, I've been investigating extraction now for the last couple of years and, you know, I've been looking at what's coming in technology, uh, what's the next big thing, what are the factors that are considered from cost to uh, production capabilities, and of course, most importantly, end product. One of the things I noticed um, that I think is becoming more and more popular, more of a conversation point is, uh, or at least for me, is, is um, not only is it the the, the gases or you know the butane or CO two the extraction method, but is it is heat? You know, heat has always been something that, for me, um, you know, as a chef too, you know, at what point is cooking or heating too much, or what point is um, you know, certain compounds gained or certain compounds lost? Um, do you do anything about that as effect? You know, discussing in the book in regards to the impact of heat? Oh, oh certainly, because. Um... First of all, um, you know, you have an evaporation problem in terms of terpenes because some of them are very lightweight and evaporate at room temperature, uh, 70 degrees and up, you start getting evaporation. Myrcene, for instance, which is very small, tends to evaporate quickly. So, um, so uh, keep, so when you have a, uh, high heat in an uncontrolled atmosphere, that is not in an enclosed system. It's not so much that the uh, products transform, transform, but it's more that they evaporate. So that has to, that can be a big problem. So most of these processes occur at very, very low temperatures. So it's not as uh, uh, none of the processes actually use heat as the main uh, main driving force. The, the, the temperatures are pretty cool. For instance, to keep get to keep uh, when you get to uh, uh, critical CO two or or uh, certain um, certain BHO uh, techniques. You have temperatures that you wouldn't want your hand near that. Right. No, it's definitely, uh, again, factors. I'm a big fan of the acids. You know, again, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a purist to a degree as a, as a naturopath and a, and a chef. You know, I like the, the plant even in its raw form. I'm a big advocate of that. Um, I think that, that that's going to become more and more appreciated, um, you know, different types of growing, like you said, the science is there and it's coming along because we now have more access to it or more uh, freedom to explore. Um, and I think more of that's coming. I think they're talking about passing a bill now for, to allow more research um, to, to, to happen in the United States that's being discussed. I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, the farm bill passing and uh, industrial hemp being, you know, legalized, which will open up, you know, more opportunities in bigger markets. Um, you know, as I said, I'm looking at extraction methods. Uh, I have a little New York hemp farm I'm putting together right now. But um, I think that at the end of the day, you have such a wide variety of, of products and, 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 and derivatives that, 
books like yours and, and the insight that you provide are just super important to help guide this growing industry. And I'm really excited to get you know check these books out and read them and get caught up on it. Um, as I said earlier, one of the things I look at the other side. I have noticed though that you know with I'm hoping that more and more people look at more balanced genetics when they use concentrates. I say that because I've been seeing THC too much THC through concentrates could become a health problem in the long run. Um, I see a lot of young kids getting excited about being able to make the highest potency concentrates and extracts, and then you know how does that affect them, you know, neurologically or so forth, with such a, a concentrated amount of THC and they're hitting their body. Well, I, I want to uh, interrupt you on that, okay? Because I want to get it to a different give you a different perspective on please, it. Please, please. So, teenage boys and, you know, post-adolescent through early 20s are uh, have uh, risky behavior. And as society changes, more, uh, more girls have risky behavior as well. So, part of that risky behavior traditionally has been getting uh, drunk. And um, and heavy drinking, binge drinking, right? I mean, it, it's been a problem at colleges, and it's been a problem uh, for in entertainment districts for a long time. So, people of that age are going to have risky behavior. So, let me ask you: Would you rather have them binge on concentrates or on alcohol? Oh no question! I I I, I lean on the concentrates and the, and the cannabinoids for sure. Okay, and the thing about that is that at those potencies, they replace alcohol in terms of being on the edge, but without the harm problem, you you're not going to get into a fight with your buddy smoking dope, right? Right. It's not it's not going to happen. So. And um, you're not going to get into confrontations. There was an experiment done um, where uh, people under controlled conditions were given more and more marijuana and asked to drive a car. And at some at different points, the participants in the experiment said, "You know, I ordinarily would not drive a car feeling like this." And that's not the kind of behavior you get on alcohol. It's, right. Oh, I can drive. Give me the keys. Yeah, less so, inhibition. Yeah. So, so even though those concentrates may have minor negativities, what they're replacing, um, that they're replacing alcohol is a major benefit. Yeah, so and, and I, look at it in that in that context. And I totally agree with you, and I appreciate you sharing that context. And I will add to that conversation. The same can be said for the the, the reaching towards uh, pharmaceutical pills, pain pills, opioids, and things of that nature. Right. That it becomes a it's been made convenient through the system over the last you know twenty years or so. But it's not uh, the the option for even you know for cannabis. I don't want to say even the option of cannabis is far better than those synthetic those pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals, those, those numbing agents, whether they be for you know uh, anxiety or sleep or pain. And so I agree with you that anyone can abuse anything, but the option here is a much better, safer choice. So, and, 
And, you know, take, just take a look and see how many ER um, uh, uh, incidents there are that are caught not where marijuana, not where somebody smoked marijuana, but that are caused by marijuana. It's minuscule. Right. And uh, for that reason, I think I'm, I'm not opposed to testing and testing for pathogens and certain bacteria and everything. But if you look, um, this is another point, is that if you look at the history of marijuana, you know, we've been on a 50-year experiment with this, or a 60-year experiment, that there are people who have been using it for uh, 50 years, 40 years. Um, so we can see whether marijuana is causing health effects over a long period of time, sort of there's been an informal longitudinal experiment by right. members of the society. And so we see that uh, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, have, it's, we're seeing the, the facts now. <laughs> you don't have pathology from from marijuana use as to where is it. So no. if we're going to have it, and so, the, so you know, all the testing that's being done, you know, for for uh, uh, E. coli and bacteria and and um, even um, pesticides. Now, I'm all in favor of it, and I think that that contaminated marijuana should not be used. But where you know where where is that danger? Do we see actually see that danger? And I think the most dangerous thing is the uh, pesticides. I, I agree with you. I, I've been looking at our, uh, I think I even spoken to you through one of our mutual friends a, a while back about an organic soil conditioner and getting away from pesticides and using nature-given things like, you know, ladybugs, whatever you can do. But when it goes to a larger scale, some of these grows are going into climate-controlled environments, reduce, using gases, you know, control to eliminate the need for pesticides. There's a lot of different technologies but i agree that's one of the biggest risks in anything we have i work in the food and dietary supplement industry it's quality control of your supply it's growing in the proper environments the right techniques and you've been just uh, you know leading that 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 cause for so long and and i definitely applaud you we're going to take a quick break though and i got a couple last questions and we're going to talk a little bit more about this great book but uh, again wonderful conversation with ed rosenthal uh, guru of ganja we'll be right back this is doc rob here on cannabisradio.com your concierge for better living. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. 
Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we are back. We're going to wrap up this amazing interview. I am so excited. It's such good content. It's not fluff, and that's what I really strive to bring to the listeners. And I know you're all about the real deal info, Ed. And so, again, thanks for coming on. Um, Yeah, we've talked about a bunch of cool categories. We could talk probably for hours on different aspects of this industry. Um, You know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big believer in in the concentrates being done properly, but I'm also a believer in the plant being grown and using even aspects of the plant as food and as a vegetable. You know, this is a whole big thing. What's your take on naming of strains? Because some scientists are trying to move towards more – you know, terpene and ratio-driven nomenclature, and others still love the cultural significance of, of naming it, you know, train wreck or, you know, any of these other, you know, common names that are hit in the marketplace. I guess the, I guess the summary question, is there a need for certified genetics and names of that nature in this industry for it to be substantial, you know, to, to move forward? Well, that, well, those are two different uh, questions. But I know, it's a loaded one. In terms of naming it, if you look at what ph- the, the uh, whimsical names that pharmaceutical companies use, Nexium, Prevenix, Progenics, you know, they're just, they, uh, uh, and all those sleep medicines that have some sort of Luna or uh, other uh, uh, sleep-oriented names, so that there's, some correspondence between the name sometimes and the and the product. But if, if I say to you the product Nexium, it has no meaning. It just has, there's something about next in there, but there isn't about what it does. So I think that we're going to have a combination of some products having uh, a determinate name and others not. That isn't the big problem. The big problem you, that you were talking about was standardization. Right. You know that when you have a blue dream that you're going to have certain effects because it is going to be a standard blue dream. And I think, you know, that's been happening on two fronts. One, and the Canadians are trying to enforce that, and some of the states are. 
uh, that that uh, varieties be registered, and then uh, then there's more of the genetic thing because pre- people are going to want to protect their uh, their, their property. Um, I was just at a conference where this um, fellow who is a small grower got up and said, "Oh, everybody should share." their technology and share and I guess in sharing technology that would be both techniques and the genetics Uh, and that that didn't seem right uh, to me because people spend a lot of time either breeding or developing new products they should be rewarded for it and it it is that part of it isn't to share there are certain things that you share and then there are certain things that if you've been working on it and that's how you're going to earn your living, you sh- people should be paid for that. So that precludes, like, somebody develops a variety uh, that's, that people really like. Shouldn't they be rewarded for the time that they spent in development? And I'm not a seed breeder myself. I'm not, or I, I'm not doing that right now myself. So I'm not trying to protect my own interests, but but the interests of uh, people who spend their time doing research and development that that, that they should be rewarded for that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's definitely again an art that people have been working and say maybe in a gray area or in the shadows for years, but they've been working hard and they've been really artists at it and they've been developing these genetics and, and certain strains. And and yes, I think that you know it, it's sad when someone just takes you know a successful trendy name and, and copies it. I mean, we've had studies showing that, but this industry is young in in, in, in the modern stage in this chapter. Uh, it's still young. There's a lot of of growth to ha- to be had, and I'm. I'm so excited that you're, you know, you know, keep putting out these books, and I've uh, been pushing it so long. Um, it's it, it will get better and and, and more organized. I, I've seen the dietary supplement industry get you know more organized. GMP, uh, good manufacturing practices in, instituted. More of that's going to hit this market, and and I, I see a lot of great things and a lot of help that people are going to benefit from this plant health wise. Yes, and you know. Um, marijuana is going to continue to evolve because it's so easy to breed because it's dioecious. It has separate male and female plants. And, um, you know, tomatoes, uh, each flower has both male and female on it. So to, to breed tomatoes, you would have to go in with a tweezer and pull one of those organs off and and uh, protect the flower from being uh, wind pollinated and things but with cannabis you can you separate the plants and so it's really easy to breed it's like uh, breeding mammals or something However, and so uh, so there's always going to be a breeding program informally you know marijuana is the most bred right now is the most bred plant in the world. And the reason for that is you don't hear about people breeding their tomatoes. Oh, I'm crossing my tomatoes or their cucumbers or even their flowers. How many people actually produce uh, flower seeds other than um, uh, uh, gathering some naturally uh, pollinated seed? But 
you know that there are hundreds of thousands of people who are saying, I'm going to take this plant and this plant and cross them. Yeah. And that's going on all over. That's why I say it's the most bred plant. So if you look at, at that as uh, instead of as individuals and you say, oh, what can an individual do? Well, not much. It, an individual doesn't necessarily have a good, uh, a big uh, bandwidth there. But when you take the totality of it, then you see that it's a gigantic bandwidth because there is transfer of IP. That is, people, you know, if there's an ex- exceedingly good plant, even if it starts off from a hobbyist, it will eventually become commercialized. Oh yeah, now so, this this plant is amazing. It, I call it the queen of the queen of all the of plants, you know. And um, you know, like I said, this is being widely bred. I hope one day we can see it as as regular, growing in people's backyards or in people's homes, like their like their tomato plants and so well, forth. Come, come there. Don't hope for the future. You're in the present. That's what's happening. Yes, it is happening right now. You're right. Be be excited. Be in the present and be part of it. And, uh, There's one other thing I want to mention to you. Please do. You know what? We don't have to. We don't have to go and tell people how good the plant is. As you know, the 30 percent of the population, a little more than that, thinks that Trump is good. So there's a, 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 a there's certain parts of the population that you're never going to be able to convince that marijuana is good. You don't have to try to convince them. We only need the majority plus one. So to speak, that is that one that we have enough people in, like for instance, in California and in most states, who think that marijuana should be legal. So we don't have to convince society that marijuana is good anymore. That we're past that stage. It's a it's a question of how are we going to introduce this to the civil society. I love it. No, no better words to spoken. Does that make sense to you? You know, there's, there's, uh, there, there are people who you never go who, who, um, unless their life situation changes, who are never going to accept marijuana. And I'll give you an example of you. You know, I, we had of that. We had a book called Jeffrey's Journey. It's still available. It's a book about this. Uh, young uh, boy who uh, was um, had difficulties in behavior problems and failure to thrive from the time he was a little uh, baby and uh, at the age of seven the state wanted to take him away because he was such a threat to himself and to others age of seven and in desperation his mother who was a fundamentalist Christian and thought marijuana was evil saw a, uh, a prescription for him, got the prescription, and within minutes of taking it, it changed his behavior. Minutes. Yep. And, and so there, because of circumstance, somebody changed her opinion about it. And in fact, she wound up taking it because she wound up taking CBD products so there, there you have it, and you can see even in um, uh, religious communities that have rejected it before. There are big movements. For instance, in Utah, there's dissident Mormons who are 
who are questioning the wisdom of uh, the church doctrine on that. And yeah. then there, uh, Jerry Falwell came out, you know, uh, for it, of all people. So, um, so we don't really have to convince society. Well, sometimes we have to convince politicians, but we we don't have to be on a missionary about missionary thing about it. I I totally appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's go ahead. It's, it's uh, yeah, and you know, liberals just tried to they they try you know progressive people try to convince the whole world. Well, you're not going to convince the whole world. We just have to convince most of you know a majority of society to go our way. Yeah. So well, so it, can I mention something else here? Yeah. Yep. We're wrapping up, but you can definitely get edited. You know, it's, again, it's for you specifically, okay. no doubt. Okay. Um, I um, I'm producing a show called uh, The Wonders of Cannabis Seed and Clone Expo, which is at the going to be at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds in Santa Rosa, January nineteenth of uh, uh, 2019, and so people should mark off that date. Uh, we're going. We're going to have a uh, 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 great e- exhibition and uh, uh, some uh, really great speakers, and uh, a lot of seed breeders are going to be there. So it's going to. It's for anybody interested in cultivation. This is going to be a, a great show. All right. Well, well, I would love to be participate and support that. And of course, you know, Ed, we'll have you back on the show maybe in like November, early December, just to get the message out there to even more people. Um, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. And we expect you to be broadcasting from the expo. I would be honored to be able to do that, buddy. I would love to come out yeah. there and, and broadcast and be part of the event in any way I can. It's something yeah. that, you know, again, you, you bring the real deal conversation to the table. You bring the real growers and experts out, up there. And, uh, yeah, let's definitely make that happen. It's, it's uh, something to plan for, for sure. Okay, save the date, January 19th. All right. And those that are listening, again, this has been Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Check out his latest book, Beyond Buzz, Next Generation. Don't forget to go to Amazon and check out my book, The Cannabis Conundrum. And listen, stay tuned. Keep listening to these podcasts. Keep learning. Keep growing. Uh, And again, wish you all the best in health and happiness. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living. Thanks again to my guest today, Ed Rosenthal, and to everyone at CannabisRadio.com. Wishing you all the best. Be well. Take care. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.